0: What's going on? Welcome to the Friday edition of the Minnesota Vikings podcast. My name is Gabe Henderson alongside Vikings.com's Tatum Everett. We got producer Jay Nelson and our guest of the night, Mr. Ron Johnson. Uh, it's been a long week here inside the TCO Performance Center, but we gear up for week number three of Vikings football on Sunday. We got the one-on-one Detroit Lions in town to face the one in one team from the north, the Minnesota Vikings, as they're looking to bounce back following a 24-7 loss on Monday night football in the city of Brotherly Love. But we move past that. We got the boom at noon this Sunday, and you can catch that right here on KFAN. You can listen to the pregame show with voice of the Vikings Paul Allen, Pete Bursage, and Ben Lieber, and Mike Musman. But, uh, Tatum, before we get to the nitty and gritty of today's show, we got to start things off with the obvious here, right? we got Ron Johnson in the studio, Michigan native, Gopher alum, recently inducted into the Gopher Athletics Hall of Fame this past weekend. Uh, Ron, congratulations. How how, how would you describe that moment?
1: It was surreal. I mean, I didn't really understand the gravity of it, honestly, until, like, you know, we did the ceremony, got on the field uh, with the others and then just all the fans. Uh, it was cool to hear the fans cheer because, you know, I, I mean, I've been done for almost 20 something years. So for fans to still cheer, you know, when we get out there, it was uh, it was definitely a, a, it was a good feeling. Um, first football moment I had to deal without my dad. So that was tough. Uh, but got through the weekend, had a lot of fun. My family came to town. Uh, but honestly, I didn't get to enjoy too much of it because we every day my daughter had softball. So we were like going to softball then going to something else. Then we had to leave the game early, go to her softball game. So, uh, you know, when you're when you're my age with kids, it's, you know, like your, your stuff comes secondary. And uh, yeah, no, and I'm OK with that.
2: Any tears?
1: Uh, yeah. You know, so my best friends surprised me. I didn't know they were coming. Uh, so Spice Adams and Jeff nice. McCall uh, both came to town. Uh, so that was a little bit there. And uh, yeah. And then my mom, I didn't know. My, I, my mom, had like said she wasn't able to come. So then, of course, I was my wife doing that, trying to surprise me with that. So
3: <laughs> I uh, definitely
1: out? did when my, when my mom, uh, like the day of the day de- or no, the day before. So that Thursday night, I was like cutting grass, just, you know, and then all of a sudden my mom pulls up my wife. and I'm like, what? You know, and it took me a minute Aww, to realize it. So, uh, yeah, no. So that was that was a lot of fun.
0: S- so you've had some time to like relish in this moment. Are they are they back in town for the Detroit Lions game on Sunday?
1: No, uh, they they we were they were thinking about that, but that would have been a long week for this game anyway because my daughter's birthday is coming up. So they were going to spend this weekend for a birthday, but then the Hall of Fame thing came up, so uh they did that. Not sure if they're going to come back for a birthday or not in like two weeks. Uh, You know, but we kind of pl- <laughs> we plan trips around football. If there's a home game or not a home game, if I have to work for the Gophers and the Vikings, you know, we kind of to take that all into, uh, you know, we're even looking at, we're already, we've already we already moved ahead to Christmas Eve. Uh, so yeah, no, everything revolves around my schedule right now. I mean, it's um, the
2: busy season, so.
1: It is. It's yeah. fun, though. It's fun. Uh, definitely looking forward to February. <laughs> uh, and hopefully, you know, it's a good season, but no. Um, yeah, it, it is busy. I mean, you guys know, but it's fun. I Which is it. funny,
2: we're in June and we're like, can we, can't wait for it to be fall? And then we're like two weeks in and you're like, okay, cool. When's February coming?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just not ready for the <laughs> snow. Like, I oh, think gosh, yesterday or a couple days started. ago was my first like thought, like, oh man, this snow is coming. Because
2: it was cold in the morning.
0: Yeah. Dude, it's like 55 in the morning. Ugh. It's coming. Uh, one thing coming. that is coming is um, my Sunday football at noon. We got the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, like I said before, facing the Detroit Lions. The Vikings have won eight of the last nine games against the Detroit Lions. Um, the last one they lost last year, week 13, last play of the game. So the Vikings are looking forward to getting some revenge, I guess, against quote-unquote the new America's team now that the Detroit Lions have been on hard knocks, which is still still kind of weird to me. Um, but Earlier s- this
2: week we called it America's darling. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ron, how would you how would you describe this new Detroit Lions team?
1: Uh you know, they're taking it with their hair coach wants. You know, we laughed at the bite the kneecaps and all that stuff, but you know, at the end of the day, he wants a hard-nosed football team. Uh when you think about the City of Detroit, that's what it is. You know, you look at Draymond Green, uh, you look at Jerome Bettis, uh you hear the stories of Jalen Rose, Chris Weber. even though Chris Weber grew up in the suburbs, he's not really from Detroit, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll give him a pass. Uh but you know, you look at Jalen, you look at Jerome Bettis, you look at you know, you look at guys like you look at Draymond Green. You know, though that's what Detroit is about. It's a tough, it's gritty. You know, every time I see Draymond fight on the court, I'm like, that's Detroit. Like, that's we grew up that way. I mean, and, and so that's what Dan Campbell wants these guys to understand is like, this is your city. Like, if you want the fans to love you, you gotta be them. You gotta be of the people. Yeah. And uh, the kid that came in, Jay Nivey. You know, his dad, Javen Javen Hunter's from Detroit. I played with him with the Ravens. Um, you know, he's coming in trying to embrace Detroit. Uh, you, you see the K Cunningham kid come in. Talking about he wants some buffs and he's trying to embrace Detroit. Like, you, in order to get this, like Chauncey Billups, uh, Ben Wallace, Tayshawn Prince, like those guys, Rasheed Wallace for sure, Ben Wallace, like those guys were what Detroit was about. We're not going to talk about the fact they should have drafted Carmelo. That's a totally different story. Um, They'd be the best team in the NBA right now. But if you do what Ben Wallace and that team did, which is you become hard-nosed. You become the bad boys. You look at Isaiah Thomas. You go, that's what Detroit football is about. And I think and that's what Detroit's about. And I think that's what Dan Campbell was trying to get out of his players. Uh, Reminds me of P.J. Fleck. Like, he went in, he researched the town, researched everything about it, and then came up with a mantra and that's what he figured out he's like man detroit is tough and uh, i think that's what this team is there and they showed it on hard knocks um they're showing it in games you got jason kelsey getting hip tossed by rodriguez you know it's it's like look we might not win but we're gonna beat you to the whistle and that's that's what i think this team is about now all right well um now that we have an opportunity to i guess
0: get back on the right track i want to go to this next segment of the show where we like to call it one big talking point so tatum Uh, You were at the game Monday Night Football. You've seen everything that's happened this week with the Vikings. What's your one big talking point heading into Sunday?
2: This offense needs to have a comeback, and I think it's going to be to exploit the Lions' defense. I mean, the Lions are as as highly ranked right now, <laughs> it feels weird saying that, as the Lions' offense is As when you look at the stats. If you look conversely at the defense, they're in the bottom. Um, I think this is a time for Kirk to say, you know, I'm 4-0 against this team at home. I've got success against this team. This secondary is allowing touchdowns. They're allowing highs and yardage. They're allowing a great third down conversion rate. Let's go to work. This is, and I said this last last week, which I don't know why I'm going to say this again, but Coach is so um adamant this week about talking about using Dalvin more and really not getting away from that game plan and, and really incorporating him. So I, again, I'm going to say it second week in a row. I think Dalvin's going to have a strong game.
0: Well, I, I think anything. I, I feel like if, if Dalvin has anything more than six, I guess rushing attempts, Dalvin's had a better game. So. Or more
2: than 21 plays in the first quarter,
0: <laughs> exactly.
2: First uh, half, excuse me.
0: Yeah. I'm I mean it felt like 21 plays in the first in the entire game yeah but, but that's that's a really good point you you have to get Dalvin involved if you want to win this game Dalvin Cook has have had historical games 200 rushing yards last year against this Detroit Lions team so I'm looking forward to seeing how we incorporate him more Ron what's your one big talking point
1: uh first and second down you look at week one they were third in the NFL in first and second down efficiency 6.8 yards a game per play third down was really easy for them if you remember a lot of, and then it makes it easy to go for it on fourth when you're already in third and short. And they were in third and two, third and one. They weren't getting it sometimes but then Kevin O'Connell was really aggressive and said, you know what, let's go for it on four from one. Well, then the next game 4.5 yards. So now on third down, you're always in third and five, third and six, third and seven. You cannot be efficient on third down. And so in order to be efficient on third down, you got to be very efficient on first and second down. It seemed like week one, and kind of to Tatum's point, week one, the offense seemed like it was on purpose. All the motions, all the shifts were on purpose. Kirk Cousins understood the assignment. But then, you know, you look at the Eagles game, it felt like Kirk didn't have the same vision, seemed like he didn't have the same understanding of the offense. Uh, It seemed like, like Justin Jefferson got in the back if Justin Jefferson in the backfield, I'm looking for Justin Jefferson. Granted, he didn't know that Irv was going to knock the guy down or whoever was the 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 rub guy but you still don't take your eyes off Justin Jefferson until the last minute cuz if you are trying to run a screen secondary, you don't need to stare at the screen. He gave it away way too soon, almost like he was nervous. And so, I know the Eagles come hit you hard, I know they come from all over the place, but yeah, I think he has to get more like on purpose with some of the motion shifts on first and second down and then just get back to that 6 to 7 yards gain so that they can be third and 3 and then your playbook is wide open. Yeah, I was looking at
0: the stats last week. We averaged 10 yards to go on third down against the Eagles last week and wow. you, you can't be in third and long if you really want to be successful but uh, my one big talking point is just how will this vikings team bounce back especially on the defensive side of the ball uh, harrison smith didn't practice wednesday not sure if he's going to play on sunday so there's a chance that cam bynum and Lewisine starts i'm excited for lewis to be able to play but how does that look with the defense that had not the best showing last week giving up almost 500 yards to this philadelphia eagles offense so what are they going to do to bounce back? Do they need this home field advantage to do so? Is that the defense we're going to see this year? Um, there's, a, there's a lot of questions surrounding them. So I'm excited to see how things shake out. And I'm sure Kevin O'Connell, who has faced the Lions three times in his NFL career, two and one in those games, I'm sure he's excited to see how this Minnesota Vikings team is going to bounce back on Sunday. Let's toss to his press conference as he discuss his thoughts heading into his first game as head coach against the Motor City Kitties.
3: Obviously a uh, really good week of work. Um, I know uh, coming off the game on Monday night, being tight with our window, we really wanted to get a lot done from a standpoint of reps, even though we weren't full speed uh, on uh, on Wednesday, we, we did get uh, a ton of work in kind of, uh, you know, in that walkthrough setting, making sure we corrected some things, uh, but at the same time, progress forward with uh, this Detroit Lions plan against a really good football team lot yesterday was, Uh, A really, really good practice as was today um, here as we, you know, tried to uh, iron out all our final details here. Excited for this weekend. Obviously, a big opportunity to get back uh, to playing the way we want to play and a big weekend as well with over 100 legends, former Vikings in town um, for, you know, as I've stated many, many times when we can get those guys around our team and no better way to do that than obviously uh, tomorrow at our walkthrough and then you know having those guys all at uh, US Bank Stadium I think will get our fans excited as well.
0: We've got more with Detroit Native and go for Hall of Famer Ron Johnson right after the break. Hey Vikings fans, right now you can pick up a commemorative Vikings cup at US Bank Stadium. Fill it with an ice cold Pepsi and you'll be ready for football watching.
2: Spillaw Montage is the Twin Cities premier salon and spa destination and proud official hair sponsor of the Minnesota Vikings cheerleaders. With three convenient locations in Edina, Woodbury and Chanhassen, there's a Spalon close to you. Visit online at Spalon.com.
0: Welcome back to the Minnesota Vikings podcast presented by Pepsi. Gabe Henderson here from the Vikings Entertainment Network alongside Tatum Everett and Ron Johnson And, uh, Ron, before we went to break, we were talking about the current state of the Vikings. Um, My first question for you, what are some non-obvious things outside of first and second downs that you mentioned that the Vikings can
1: lean on to go 2-1 this week? So this is the thing. Irv Smith Jr. got man-to-man coverage in a lot of those situations, and his mistakes were very fixable. Uh, the dropping the ball. I mean, you know, you play receiver. That's just getting on the jugs machine, working on distraction drills because you can say everybody's like, oh, well, that DB did kind of last minute, maybe get a nail on it. doesn't matter. You if it hits you in that. the hands, you catch it. If it hits you in one hand, you try to catch it. So, um, And we know that's a guy that can catch. He did it in college. He, he, he got drafted for a reason. Um, that's fixable. Two, when you know you have a linebacker and a safety covering you in man coverage, you've got to attack their leverage. He did not do that. Uh, When you look at that game, he ran straight up the field, guy has inside leverage, and then tried to cross his face. You know that. You can't cross a linebacker or DB's face if you just run straight and then he already is two yards inside you. When you break in, he's going to break. You got to attack his leverage, give him a nod, give him that Justin Jefferson shimmy, make him think you want to go out. Boom, go across. I mean, we make jokes, people joke about the receiver factory and all this stuff these guys are doing. That stuff works. I hate to say it, in today's NFL because you can't beat somebody up at the line of scrimmage, that stuff works cuz they can't touch you after 5 yards. So then you got to do that. And then on the on the man over route You've got to stair step him, which means you just got to give him some kind of head nod to make him think you're going to go vertical. Even though he knows you're not, he has to honor it. It's like a head fake, or it's like a hezzy in basketball. You got to honor it, and then keep running your shallow. Now you got space, you got separation. Kirk can make an easy throw. Every single time, it felt like he just ran routes to run routes and was like, look, I'm just going to try to beat this guy. If a safety's covering you in over, you can't beat him with speed. If a linebacker's covering you in the middle, you can't beat his leverage. And so, in my opinion, that's easy stuff to fix. With those third downs, if he can if he converts those plus that big play to Irv, it's a different game, yeah. and I think that's part of it.
2: There's so much to be made about a scheme versus the players. Mm-hmm. In Monday's game – where do you think more of the blame lies with the scheme and the play call the plays that were called or with the players efforts when they were out there?
1: Uh, I think both. Uh, Kevin O'Connell said he said I didn't do enough, uh, which I think is, is a huge. Hats off to him for taking that credit. I also like Adam Thielen's comment saying that, you know, it was interesting to see a loss with this group of coaches. Nobody was MFing us. Nobody was going off on us. Everybody's just trying to figure out how do we get better next week. Um, So clearly that was happening on losses. You know, guys were getting berated, cursed out. Um, And so Thielen's just saying it's a little bit more like, okay. And, And honestly, like if you think about it as a parent and a kid, you actually feel bad when your parent doesn't really go off. Like, when they just are disappointed in you, you actually <laughs> yes. feel even worse because you're just like, oh, man, they're too mad to even say something to me. Like, they just walk away like, all right, I'm going to my room. Go to your room. You're just like, oh, man, I really I really, I really, really got to, like, do better. And so it, that's what it feels like. It feels like this team realizes, like, man, these coaches really trust us. They love us. They want us to do good. Um, we let them down. And so I think part of it is Kevin O'Connell, like he can be a little bit more on purpose with some of the like plays he's calling. But then I think Kirk. You got to bring it back to Kirk. Some of those interceptions, he's holding on to the ball a little too long. Um, the corner route to Adam Thielen, you got to throw it sooner. Adam Thielen was already, had already taken three steps to the corner route and then Kirk threw the ball. It's too late. If I'm Avante Maddox, I know now behind me you're running a corner because I can see you. I'm playing peripheral coverage, which means I'm in the flat and I got my guy stopped. I know he's running a hitch. Well... OK, if I'm if I've been playing middle, high school yeah. football, middle school football hitch in front of me, it's a corner out behind right. me. Every concepts. adult corner that's with any smart understands concepts. I know if you run a hitch in front of me and it was two, you're running a corner. So that's all he did. He said, yep, OK, I can keep you in front of me. I know something's here, I'm going a, I'm to a bait you, I'm a bait you, and that's what they teach him, and then boom, I'm a break as soon as I see you do this. And Kirk waited too long. If Kirk throws it before the hitch breaks, Avante Maddox doesn't know it's back there. You lead Adam Thielen to the sideline. I'm doing all these hand motions like we're on TV. But you lead, you lead Adam Thielen to the sideline, and that's a throw. So I think Kirk has to play better, and, and, and Kevin O'Connell said that. He said, if you throw interceptions, I don't care, but I want you to do it competing. I felt like a lot of his were just retreating. Like, oh, I'm about to get hit. Let me just throw it up in the air to Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson's fade, I think he thought it was going to be a back shoulder. That's why he released so wide from uh, Darius Slay. And Kirk Cousins threw it like it was Randy Moss. Justin Jefferson's running a back shoulder fade. Throw it, throw it to the sideline. Nobody's over there. So uh, that I think his play has to be better.
0: Well, the Detroit Lions, if they're, if they're watching film, they're going to blitz the Vikings every single play. They blitzed 40% of their time against the Washington <laughs> Commanders last week, and they were successful doing so. So Tatum just talked about schemes and players. What changes about this Vikings offensive scheme using their players to combat that aggressiveness?
1: Yeah, so two things. I think she brought it up, getting Dalvin Cook involved. This is how you get Dalvin Cook involved. You make them think on the blitz, he's your blitz pickup guy. He does, I, I forgot what it's called, it's called like a bluff and go. You bluff the end like you're gonna hit them, and then you run a bubble. If your guy's blitzing, there's nobody covering Dalvin out there. You run decent routes so that if they do happen to sit a corner on Dalvin, you still have the route behind it. If they take off with Justin and Thielen, boom, you throw it to him now. And we've seen cornerbacks do that, or quarterbacks do that all the time, where they just dump it right over the DN's head. Dalvin's out there in space by himself. Now he's working on a backer in space. So, a lot of that, you can combat the blitz, but you got to peyton manning that thing. You got to get to the line of scrimmage 20, and they did this against the Packers 20 seconds to go. That gives Kirk time to do the fake goal. I'm not going to say the Omaha because he doesn't do that, but the Sunday, Sunday. And then now, okay, let me see what they're going to do. Boom, fake goal. They start moving. Now Kirk understands the offense, but if they're gonna blitz, you gotta let them see it. I don't think he saw any of the Eagles blitzes. Like it, it, he got to line scrimmage, just ran the play. I could see the blitz coming. You could see the backer like creeping up. He like the Eagles weren't hiding it. They're like, look, we know your guy's scared. We're gonna come after him. Um, but they got to do a better job of that too. Like when they, when you know it's blitz, and not to make a, a wedding crashers joke, but he got to know it's hot route. <laughs> You know, you got to go the hot route. Like, it, and, and I felt like everybody sitting there like, what? I don't know what that is. And he's like, just run the hot route. Like, there, there, <laughs> yeah. there was no outlet or hot routes when they blitz. Because if the backers coming, whoever's guy that is, you, you, you're hot now. But I didn't see that. All right. Well,
0: Tatum, we're going to move to this portion of the show where we like to call it "What's More Likely." Ron, we played this with you last year, and so this weekend we want to make it a little themed because, of course we got the state of Michigan against the state of Minnesota. The Golden Gophers travel to play Michigan State, your hometown, or your home state at least, and then the Vikings host the Detroit Lions. So first question is, we're going to do rapid fire here. Who is more likely to have more rushing yards this weekend, Dalvin Cook or Moe Ibrahim? Ooh,
1: I thought you were going to say Swift. <laughs> nah. um, oh, man, that's, I got to go with Moe. I okay. put up 200 last week. Uh, Michigan State is good, but Michigan State, we saw they can bleed. We saw what what happened against Washington. Um, Chris Altman-Bell is out for the season, so that's a tough one. Uh, but you look at this receiving core, they weren't leaning on one guy, Daniel Jackson, Dalen Wright, they're going to be just fine. Uh, you know, Michael Brown, Stevens, he'll be fine too. Um and I think Mo against Michigan State, you're going to see two of the best running backs in college football this Saturday when Michigan State and Minnesota hit that field. But yeah, I got to go, with Mo.
2: Was that rapid fire, Ryan?
1: <laughs> oh <my bad. laughs> I got to call good. you out.
2: I'm sorry. I didn't realize
0: it was rapid fire. I was going <laughs> to let him
2: go. I didn't want to laugh because I was like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> It's supposed to be quick.
1: Okay, my bad. No, you're my good. Bad. My bad.
0: Well, look, Mo Ibrahim is the second leading rusher in college football. He's yep. got 465 yards and uh, one more touchdown. He breaks the school record mm-hmm. so uh Dalvin Cook he averages 136 yards against the Lions so well, well at least in the last three games so we'll, we'll, we'll see how that works out all
2: right Ron what's more likely the Gophers starting defense gives up the their first touchdown or Dalvin scores his first touchdown of the season
1: Gophers give up their first <laughs> touchdown <laughs> oh, yeah, really? starting
2: defense is, has stopped yeah but also the Lions defense allows the most touchdowns for running backs right now
1: yeah I just feel like backs. there's a passing offense I think like when they get in the red zone they're gonna throw the ball I don't hey, know why. That's fair. I just feel like that's what they do. All right, so which game is more likely
0: to be decided by a scoreless? Was that quick? Was that rabbit? That I <laughs> loved that. it. That was good. Perfect. That's On what. fire. <laughs> All right, which, which, which game is more likely to be decided by a score or less? University of Minnesota versus Michigan State or the Vikings versus the Lions?
1: Uh, Vikings versus Lions. Uh, You look at the last two games for the Lions, they play hard. Uh, I don't think the Vikings are going to get blown out like they did against the Eagles, so yeah, I go with the Lions. Yeah, well, the last three Vikings-Lions
0: games have been decided by two points, Mm -hmm. all three games. Uh, Two of the last four Gopher versus Michigan State games have been decided by a score or less, so we'll see.
2: All right, Ron, what's more likely? Gophers complete passes to eight different receivers the vikings complete passes to eight different receivers
1: oh my goodness uh let's go vikings because the gophers don't throw the ball as much um so let's go vikings
2: that's fair but the gophers threw te- 10 8 6 different receivers in the first three games i know but and i that, don't see
1: that against michigan state
2: vikings are on average seven and a half eight eight and seven still the so. lions
1: the lions
0: <laughs> will lie in sometimes and i hope this is the It's <laughs> a Lions will lie in sometimes i love that well what's more likely on this the Gophers get multiple interceptions on Saturday. Okay. Or Adam Thielen
1: scores his 50th career touchdown. Adam Thielen scores his 50th touchdown. Okay. I, I think, like, the Gophers will have a good game. But Adam Thielen, like I said, the way you did not throw him the ball in the first, like, three quarters, I think they're going to be on purpose with, like, hey, there's the best,
0: you know, red zone receiver in the NFL. Peyton Thorne, Michigan State's quarterback, has thrown four interceptions in his last three games. So,
2: mm. we'll see. A lot of good football this weekend.
0: Yeah. A lot of good oh, yeah. football stuff. No players have
2: too many softball Who's LSU games, Ron. <laughs> um. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I do have softball though. My daughter plays tomorrow night, uh Friday night lights game down at uh Excelsior Park by Maynards. Um should be a fun one, two of the best, you know, club teams in the state. And then my youngest has a state tournament Saturday morning. So busy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh
2: uh Big, big game against New Mexico.
1: Oh,
0: that actually might <laughs> be a good game. That. New Mexico <laughs>
1: State or New Mexico?
2: No, just New Mexico. Okay,
0: That that might be a so game. So not Jerry Kill. No. <laughs> well, Ron, um, first and foremost, well, I guess lastly at this point, we're ending the show. Congratulations again on being inducted into the Gopher Hall of Fame. And secondly, thank you for joining us again, as always, on the Minnesota Vikings podcast. Oh, appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me. For Ron Johnson, Tatum Everett, Jay Nelson, my name is Gabe Henderson. Thank you again for tuning into another edition of the Minnesota Vikings podcast presented by Pepsi. Pepsi, that's what I like.